0: yo what is up guys welcome back to the podcast and i know i've been gone for a little bit uh school got in the way with that but um we missed a lot well technically uh the mlb was in a lockout for almost 100 days um the nfl a lot of big things happened uh tom brady unretired recently we'll cover that um the NBA has been the same, really. Uh, I'm not going to really be covering the NBA today, so I'm going to just get it out the way. Uh, the Lakers are garbage. Uh, Russ is washed. AD is glass. LeBron is uh, the GOAT. Yeah, I uh, I used to think Kobe was the GOAT until I've been watching LeBron seriously uh, this year. Looked at highlights and been looking at a lot of stats recently about LeBron and just a lot of people in general. And, um... LeBron James is the GOAT, in my opinion. Uh, First player to reach 30K points, 10,000 rebounds, and 10,000 assists. I mean, hating on him is just knocking his greatness. So uh, let's get right into it. Today, uh, I'm going to be covering all the transactions that have happened. So that's trades and uh, free agent signings and extensions around the NFL and the MLB. There's been a whole ton. And uh, y'all will see for how long this podcast is going to be. So let's jump in. Oh, and by the way, I'm going to be doing uh, teams that made moves, like signed or traded people that actually mattered, not like practice squad players or minor league players or things like that. So I'm not going to say significant, but names that people will know. So in the NFL... For the Cardinals, James Conner signs a three-year, $21 million deal, and Zach Ertz signs a three-year deal. Uh, the money isn't out there yet, so we don't know for how much. And they released Jordan Hicks. So, re-signing James Conner is big. Uh, re-signing Zach Ertz is big. They crumbled in the playoffs. Really, Kyler Murray played terrible. And bringing those guys back, it really helps. But they also lost Chase Edmonds. Uh, He signed to Miami. We'll cover that. Um, but, yeah, so the Cardinals, they're just trying to keep everybody together. Uh, I don't know where Jordan Hicks is going to go. Uh, I'm really not sure if he signed anywhere. I don't think he has. But, uh, yeah, we're going to move on to the Buffalo Bills. They released A.J. Klein and Joe Feliciano, and Cole Beasley is seeking a trade. So they let go of a offensive lineman and a linebacker. Well, linebacker and A.J. Klein and the offensive lineman and Joe Feliciano. But Cole Beasley seeking a trade is weird because he's obviously the number two option, but he was hurt this year. And then Dawson Knox stepped up and really became that number two option for uh, Josh Allen and because Beasley was hurt. And uh, Gabe Davis also popped off in the playoffs, four touchdowns against the Chiefs and Cole Beasley really wasn't doing anything. So from a top 100 player two years ago to now seeking a trade on a contending team, it, it, it's weird. So I wonder to see if they'll actually trade him or talk to him, try to get him to stay, or just to see where he goes. Uh, moving on to the Carolina Panthers. They signed ex-Cowboy safety Xavier Woods for a three-year, $15 million deal, and they released A.J. Bouye. Uh, they also... I. Th- think Stephon Gilmore is also a free agent I'm not sure about that but um AJ Bouye really fell off since he was on Jacksonville with Jalen Ramsey and uh Calais Campbell Yannick Naganque. uh so the uh Saxonville Jaguars uh the Bears they released Eddie Eddie Goodman or Eddie Goldman um and Tariq Cohen uh Bears fans are wondering why they released them. Uh, Tariq Cohen has been getting injured, but I'm not sure why they released Eddie either. So uh, excited to see where he lands. The Dallas Cowboys. So everyone knows it's my favorite team. But to start off, we don't have cap space. We didn't have cap space. And... People are being released and we, we're we trying to sign free agents and we don't have the money for them. So, Zach Martin is willing to restructure. Uh, we're looking to trade Lyle Collins when he only impacts $1.5 million in cap space, which really makes no sense to trade him if it's only 1500000 million. We've restructured Demarcus Lawrence for three years, $30 million, fully guaranteed. It saves us cap this year, but... We should have just got rid of his contract and traded him for draft picks to get rookies and develop them. We're tied in with Bobby Wagner. He's going to be asking for a ridiculous amount of money, which we won't have. So we're making all these moves to get nothing out of it and sign barely any good players, like players we won't even use. But Bobby Wagner is really interested in joining Dan Quinn again, uh, like they were in Seattle. So hopefully we do get Bobby Wagner. Hopefully he takes a little contract. Not a little contract, but a little, he, he's all right with taking a little bit of money off the deal just to get back with Dan Quinn. Same thing with Randy Gregory. Um, hopefully he takes a smaller deal because we dealt with him for so long. After he was smoking weed and being suspended and having to get reinstated and then suspended again, like for how long we put up with him, He needs to take a discount. He's going to get his money if he goes somewhere else, but he needs to take a discount. Because we are a contending team, but we're missing holes. Or we're missing pieces. We have holes in our team. So he needs to resign because he can be dangerous. He can be so dangerous. He gets to the QB, and when he's not getting to the QB, he's creating pressure on him. So... Oh man, the Cowboys are making some questionable moves like this one, trading Amari Cooper and a sixth rounder for a fifth round and sixth round from the Browns. I don't get why we did that. I feel like we needed to, if we were going to trade him, we needed to get way more than just a fifth and sixth round because he's the, he is one of the best route runners in the NFL. No doubt about it. But he's never healthy. And he really didn't play up to that one hundred million dollar contract. And actually, back to the NBA, I just got a notification: Carl Anthony Towns' uh, first NBA game in history with sixty points, fifteen rebounds, and sixty percent from the from three point from three pointers. So crazy game! But let's hop back into the NFL. Don't understand why we cut Coop or we traded Coop for so little. We could have got way more from that. But I'm happy we did get rid of his contract. But I, but I wanted him to stay on Dallas. Uh, we re-signed Michael Gallup for five years, sixty-two million. I knew we were gonna re-sign Gallup after we traded Coop because we were keeping two of them. We were we were either gonna keep Coop in CD versus Michael Gallup in CD, and CD Lamb is gonna step up as the number one guy when he he shouldn't be. He should stay in his position as a slot receiver. He's not built as a number one guy. He's not built like Amari Cooper. Now, he's built to be a number one target, but he's not made for the X spot. He's made for that slot. I, I think it's the Y or the Z. I'm not sure, but he's made for the slot, not the X. Um, Demarcus Lawrence, three or 30 million. We tagged Dalton Schultz for one year, franchise tagged him, and we waived Blake Jarwin and cut uh, Greg Zerline, happy we got rid of Zerline Interested to see who our kicker is going to be next year Because Greg Zerline I forget the right numbers But I think it was like he gave up Like in three games He gave up eight points by missing field goals Or PATs And combined in like those select Three games we lost by six So if he would have converted all of them we would have won I, forgot, I don't know what games they are I just saw the stat, I don't even know that those are the right numbers But it was if he would have converted All kicks we would have won Um, Broncos, the Denver Broncos, uh, Russell Wilson. That's it. Russell Wilson. We'll move on to the Packers. The franchise tag Devontae Adams releases, released Zadarius Smith, Preston Smith resigns and re-signed Aaron Rodgers. The report was four years, 200 million, but I also saw reports that saying that that wasn't the amount. A money that he signed for but I've yet to see another amount so I'm gonna say four years 200 million right now uh that's 50 mil a year that's crazy man uh Indianapolis Colts uh so Jack Doyle they placed him on the retired list I think that just means he retired um Carson went to the Commanders for two third rounders well Dig into that later when we cover the Colts. And they signed VCU alumni, re-signed him, uh, Mo Alley Cox for three years. He was a monster in uh, at a basketball, and in, in basketball at VCU. Pretty sure he uh, led them to a uh, to to a March Madness, and I'm pretty sure they got pretty deep, like I, maybe the Sweet 16, maybe even farther. I'm not sure, but I'm pretty sure he was on that team. I'm pretty sure they got far, but I know he was on that team. Um, the Jacksonville Jaguars, very questionable. Uh they tagged Cam Johnson. That's great. He was it was it was rumored that he was gonna go to the Steelers until the Jags franchise tagged him. And I'm pretty sure I saw Brandon Sheriff from the uh commanders uh rumored to sign in Jacksonville, so good signing by uh jacksonville if it goes through to protect trevor lawrence he's really reliable um, offensive lineman but the questionable part about the jacksonville jaguars is they signed christian kirk i'm pretty sure it was like a three-year 82 or 84 million dollar deal or something like that that makes him the third highest paid receiver in the nfl and he's nowhere near that he's not even top 10 maybe not even top 20. He's just a deep threat. He's just... That's all he is. So, that's a really questionable... It's not... Like... That's a bad signing. So, Christian Kirk needs to give props to his agent. Because... This is going to be one of the worst contracts in NFL history. Now, he might produce, but he's not going to produce 20-some million dollars a year Produce So... We're just going to move on to the Las Vegas Raiders... They re-signed Max Crosby for four years on the on that two-year anniversary that Max Crosby became sober. So he has the date tattooed on his hand. I don't remember the date all too well, but it's amazing to see what he's been able to do, become sober, um, and then have a breakout year like last year and then get paid. Like, it just shows hard work pays off. If you believe in yourself, the – right things will come towards you and he took advantage of it and now i'm glad to see him get his money and see him be healthy and happy and it's just it's great like those guys that do that those are the true fighters those are the true warriors in the game uh moving on to the chiefs they franchise tagged orlando brown huge offensive lineman and he's good and then they released anthony hitchens that was really only big moves they made But they are tied in with uh, Jarvis Landry. Oh, yeah, the Browns. The uh, Browns um, released Jarvis Landry. I completely skipped over that. Yeah, they released Jarvis Landry. They said they wanted to trade him, and then they just released him. So he's tied in with the Chiefs uh, and the Saints, I think. I think it's the Chiefs and Saints. So he'll probably sign with the Chiefs. Um, Anthony Hitchens, a vet. Played in Dallas for a couple years and then went on to Kansas City. Uh, pretty sure he won a chip there when they won that one year. And um, seeing him be released, he'll probably retire unless he gets a good deal for his age with another team. The Chargers, Mike Williams goes for a career year and it leads to a three-year extension. I, for- I forgot the uh, value, the money. Um, I, I didn't research it. That's on me. But uh, they did sign J.C. Jackson from New England for five years, $82.5 million. He is a lockdown corner. And he's going to be one of the best for a while in the league. Now, he's not A.J. Terrell. But because I think A.J. Terrell is probably the second best corner in the league behind Jalen Ramsey. But, yeah, I mean, J.C. Jackson signing with the Chargers is a good deal, especially with Chris Harris and uh, Darwin James. Oh, my God. Yeah, the Chargers are making the playoffs next year. Miami, Chase Edmonds' two-year, $12 million deal. Really good sign by them. Um, Fast running back. He can also uh, catch the ball off the backfield. Uh, With Tua, he doesn't really have the big arm strength that most QBs have. So having a receiving back out there, that's that's a good signing for Miami. Um, they re signed Emmanuel Ogba and tagged Michael Gusecki in the rumor to sign Teddy Bridgewater for a backup role so he can learn from um so Tua can learn from Bridgewater a little bit. I'm a fan of Bridgewater myself, so happy to see he's staying in the league. But uh he could be a starter somewhere else, no doubt. Uh, the Minnesota Vikings, really only move they made this offseason is extending Kirk Cousins for one year and $35 million. Kirk, go get the money, bro. It was a stupid signing by Minnesota for that much, but um, do you, Kirk. New England, they re-signed Matthew Slater, a uh, longtime vet for them, and they released Kyle Van Noy. N- nothing really else. The Jets re-signed Braxton Berrios for on a two-year deal, and they signed ex-Bengals tight end C.J. Uzama for three years, $24 million. Now, you notice I ain't saying nothing about the Bengals, and I'm not going to, because they have made no moves other than franchise tagging Jesse Bates. So they've made no moves. So I expect them to not be the same team they were last year. They just lost their number one tight end. I mean, they could still – hey, don't get me wrong, though. They could still be a – oh, hold on. Another report just came out. Frank Clark is staying in Kansas City. They reworked his contract to stay with the team on a two-year deal up towards $36 million. So big big signing for Kansas City as he's one of their premier interior D linemen. So that's a really good signing on them. Um, but, yeah, the Bengals, they're, I don't think they'll make the Super Bowl. They probably won't make the AFC Championship. They'll probably be a first-round exit next year, in my opinion. The Eagles, they re-signed Jason Kelsey for one year, so he'll probably retire after this year, but they signed Hassan Reddick for three years. Really good edge rusher, and, hey, man. Uh, it makes me kind of nervous because getting that pressure – from him and Fletcher Cox. Hold on, did Fletcher Cox get traded somewhere? I don't. I thought I saw something about that. Maybe not. Maybe I'm just chirping. But yeah, Hassan Reddick. I mean, the Eagles always seem to have a good rush. Not not like excellent, but like above average. So that Hassan Reddick deal is a, it's a good deal, especially for him. I think he signs somewhere around like forty million, maybe. Maybe. Uh, let me check real quick. So, he was on uh, Arizona. <clears throat> oh, hold on. The Bills also cut Daryl Williams, uh, an offensive tackle. But a reunion is down the line. But they also extended uh, O lineman Mitch Morris two years, nineteen and a half million. But they also signed the Bills. <laughs> they also signed Roger Saffold. He he was on the uh, Titans last year, and the Bills also signed uh, Washington defensive tackle Tim Settle. I don't really know much about him, but I can't find how much Hassan Redick signed for. But also on the Cowboys in Miami, uh, Cedric Wilson is going to Miami for three years to $22.8 million. So Noah Brown is the Cowboys' third receiver right now. That that, that doesn't sound good, does it? No, it doesn't. Like, kill me, bro. But uh, the Steelers, they make Brian Flores their defensive coordinator. They sign him. Uh, A lot went down with Miami and the Giants um, due to all of that Brian Flores, that situation. But they signed Mitch Trubisky for two years, $14 million. So Steelers fans getting hyped about, oh, my God, we're going to get Aaron Rodgers. We'll trade for Russell Wilson. We're going to trade for Deshaun Watson. No, you're not. You just signed Mitch Trubisky. He's not terrible, but he is not those guys. So this is going out to my best friend, Gavin. This is what you get, bro. All that talking about Aaron Rodgers, all of that, just to sign Mitch Trubisky. Mitch Trubisky averaged 6. And since 2019, Mitch Trubisky has averaged 6.4 yards per attempt. That's second worst in the league. The worst in the league was Ben Roethlisberger. So, hey, but Mike Tomlin's a really good coach, and we're going to see what Mitch Trubisky can do with the right coaching. And uh, the Bucks. oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. The Seahawks traded Russell Wilson and released Bobby Wagner in the same day. So, the Legion of Boom is gone. Like, that whole team from the Seahawks dynasty, gone. They were traded, retired, cut, anything like that, or left in free agency. Uh, but they re-signed Quandre Diggs, the safety for them, for three years, $40 million. I wouldn't be surprised if Jamal Adams gets traded here in the nearby future. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be against trading for him. Uh, we need run help. Definitely need run help, and that's what he does. Um, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Jesus, don't even get me started, man. I'm just going to go through it. Tagged Chris Godwin and Tom Brady on retires after 40 days. The Commanders, they traded for Carson Wentz. So, I said I was going to dig into this. Carson Wentz didn't play terrible last year. 3,700-some uh, yards, 27 touchdowns, 17, or 7 interceptions. But he choked the season away against the Jacksonville Jaguars. And don't get me wrong. He didn't play terrible, but he didn't play great. He played average. He played like Carson Wentz. When he was in Philly, he had that one good year and then got injured. Philly wins the Super Bowl with Nick Foles never hit, never has returned to that guy Ron Rivera is not a bad coach and um Carson Wentz and Terry McLaurin we're going to be able to see what they do uh Terry McLaurin gets a better QB than he's ever had um arguably Carson Wentz gets a gets the best receiver he's ever had I mean he had Alshon Jeffrey a little bit um Tory Smith had his stint in Philly, but he wasn't anywhere near Terry McLaurin or Alshon Jeffrey. So, um, yeah, I mean, his Carson Wentz's best target in his career has been Zach Ertz and then Dallas Goddard. i I'll go Zach Ertz, Alshon Jeffrey for that those couple of years, um, Dallas Goddard, and then probably Michael Pittman this year. Yeah, that's not, that sounds solid. But don't expect Washington to do anything this year. Um, I'm not going to say we're going to sweep them because those games can always be a toss-up, but they're probably going to finish third in the NFC East. Right? It'll probably be the same standings, Cowboys, Eagles, Red, uh, uh, Washington Commanders, and then the Giants, so it'll probably be the same thing. But now, here we get into the MLB. As we know, they were in a lockout for almost 100 days, which is ridiculous, man. I was... I was so worried that we were going to have no baseball, no MLB baseball this year. And it was scaring a lot of people. I mean, you got to think about analysts. I mean, not even just the players. You got to think about analysts, commentators, uh, social media reps, people who cover baseball as a job on social media, like YouTubers. Like, those people won't have jobs. Um, But people were so scared. But the owners, the MLBPA... They uh, came to a deal, new CBA. I didn't write the details down because it's just so much. But in 2023, there will be uh, – uh, oh, well, this year there's going to be a universal DH. But in 2023, there's going to be a pitch clock. So when the bases are empty, it will be 14 seconds. And when people are on base, it will be a 19-second clock. Uh, odd number, like weird numbers. But, hey, it just speeds the game up. Um. The bases will be enlarged, so and there will be more cushion. So a couple of years back, I think it was 2017, um, Bryce Harper was having another MVP year. They go down to San Francisco. He hits a ground ball. He's running to first. As soon as he hits first, his knee gives out. Knee bends in. He misses around like he misses a couple months of baseball. MVP season gone. Uh, people are dislocating fingers, fracturing fingers, jamming the wrists because of how hard the bags are so they're making it bigger so you can't step on anyone anything like that because that happens every now and then nobody wants to get spiked and they're adding more cushion so nobody to reduce the injuries now we're going to see how it works it may work it may not work like maybe it's maybe they make it to where it's too much give in the bag to where it just feels off Uh, people roll their ankles or anything like that i mean It's just about keeping the players safe. They'll find out how to do it. And there's one more rule I can't think of right now that they're going to be implementing. Oh, they're going to be banning the shift. I like it. Um, Too many line drives are being caught by second baseman playing right field. Um, Too many line drives at the middle are being caught by third baseman. Uh, It's just ridiculous. But uh, the the transactions, the Braves, so... Reigning champs, they're arguable, arguably their best player is a free agent, and they trade for a first baseman. Their best player is Freddie Freeman, a first baseman, and they trade for Matt Olsen, an all-star first baseman. So Atlanta basically said, Deuces, Freddie, we don't need you. And I guess, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's weird. It's a weird situation. But on the good side for the Braves, Ronald Acuna is back towards ACL last year, missed the World Series, missed the playoffs, all that. But he's back this year, one of the premier players in baseball, top 10 easily, elite power, elite speed, elite contact, elite defense, elite everything. Man has no flaws. One of the best players in baseball, and he will be like that for years to come. Boston, the Red Sox. So, They signed Jake Diekman to the minors. That's really the only significant contract they signed for a minor league player. But a couple weeks ago, or about a week ago, something like that, they released 2016 third-round pick. I think that's what it is. Brett Netzer. So you might be wondering, why Why am I bringing this up? He's a 2016 third-rounder. He just got released. He got released because he went in on the GM of the Red Sox, or the – chairman of baseball operations or lead of base something like that for being i I think he's jewish so he went on to say things about jewish people and um if they supported lgbtq rights then and they followed the torah then they were going against the torah or something like that but he 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 basically got released for homophobic racist and anti-semitic tweets so and he admitted to being a racist. He said, "I am, I am a racist." Um, he, Brett Natcher said, "I am a racist." He, I make assumptions based on people of their color, their color, the race, or something like that. I can't remember the exact tweet, but it's crazy to hear that story. I'm gonna take a sip of my drink. My throat is dry. But um, we're gonna move on to the Chicago Cubs. So. <clears throat> They signed Anderson Simmons to a 1-year, 4 million dollar deal. People with Carlos Correa, Trevor Story out there, I feel like they could have made an offer for uh one of those two, but uh they stick with Anderson Simmons, elite defense, um piss poor offense. Mm, it's terrible. Um they signed Marcus Stroman though from the Mets. He was a free agent before lockout happened, signed him for 3-year, years, $71 million. And also Marcus Stroman <clears throat> Uh, said that Steve Cohen, GM of the Mets, is racist because uh, they signed—I I forgot who they signed—but it was a white pitcher or something like that, and they picked him over. It wasn't Max Scherzer, but they picked that guy over <clears throat> Marcus Stroman. So uh, said they were racist. Said that he got called racial slurs. There were racist comments. Um, but I'm a I'm a I mean, like, why, why wait? Why wait to say anything about that until you're a free agent? Just, I don't know, it's weird, but I'm a fan of Marcus Stroman. Uh, short pitcher, a lot of uh 3-2 ERA last year, I'm pretty sure, mid-3, something like that. Had a really good year. Had, had a good stint in Toronto. Had a good stint in uh, New York with the Mets. Uh, I actually hoped to see him on the Yankees one day, and he actually said he wanted to play for the Yankees until he got traded to the Mets. And, um... Because he flipped out when he found out he got traded from the Blue Jays to the Mets. He was mad because he wanted to get, get traded to the Yankees. But then he comes out and says that... Um. Oh, and also, Strowman's dad even said he wanted him to play on the Yankees. But Marcus Strowman comes out and says he has more family on the... Like, he has more Mets fans on in his family than Yankee fans. Because he is from Queens. But... That's just not true. He just wanted to hate on the Yankees. And then he w- he went a few months ago, he went on a Twitter rant about the Yankees saying how pay so much money, pay more than everyone else just to lose and haven't won since '09. So he can stay mad. He knows he wants to be a Yankee, but he dug himself too deep this time. But uh, moving on to the White Sox. Josh Harrison, one year, $5 million. And quick little story, I played Call of Duty with him the other day. I loaded in um, – Saw his name, messaged him, and he said it was the real one. So, yeah, I mean, I played Call of Duty with Josh Harrison. Unless it was a fake. That's a quick little story. Joe Kelly, though, leaves the Dodgers for uh, two years, $17 million. It's a hard-throwing righty. Can't control the ball whatsoever. He actually was working on a changeup and had about a 10 by 10 net in the back of his house. Working on a changeup. Completely missed the net from about 30 feet away. Smashed a window. Um, He immediately stopped recording after that. The Reds. All right. So, the Reds are saving money. They're tanking. That's the only way I can put it. Because they are making some questionable moves that I don't agree with. And a lot of baseball fans don't agree with. And especially Cincinnati Reds fans don't agree with. Um, They traded for... Chase Petty From the Minnesota Twins he, I'm pretty sure He was stolen throwing 100 miles an hour At like 16 or 17 years old Um But They traded for Chase Petty For Sonny Gray So Sonny Gray is on his way to Minnesota They traded Jesse Winker All star Uh And Eugenio Suarez mm, Really He's an exclusive bat If you're looking for power hitting Which is all of baseball today So yeah He's an exclusive bat Um but they traded those two to Seattle for Jake Fraley, Justin Dunn, and Brandon Williamson. So, minor league players. Uh, I feel like I've heard Jake Fraley up in the big leagues a little bit. But I haven't, I'm haven't. i not too familiar with the other two guys. I know Brandon Williamson's a, a pitcher, though. But that's all I know about them. So, Seattle's winning in the offseason. We'll get to them. Houston. Oh, Detroit. They signed Eduardo Rodriguez from the Boston Red Sox for five years, $77 million. Uh They released Nico Goodrum and Matthew Boyd. So, a solid hitter in nico goodrum and matthew boyd can never really figure it out but the potential has always been there uh real baseball fans not casuals could see that he had potential but he could just never dial it in but they also signed javier Baez for six years 140 million and they're also still in talks with carlos and moving him to third base because he did play third base in the world baseball classic for i think he's from puerto rico yeah i think he's from puerto rico so Him and Javier Baez on the same side of the infield in Detroit. Mm, Not against it, but I don't want to see it. I'd rather see Carlos Correa and some pinstripes, but but I'm going to get to the Yankees in a minute. Uh, But Houston, they signed Nico Goodrum from um, Detroit. The Angels, so they did a little bit. Uh, they signed Kurt Suzuki, a catcher, vet, for one year, $1.25 million. Aaron Lupe, a breakout reliever from the Mets, signed with them for two years, $17 million. They re-signed uh, Rocio Iglesias for four years, $58 million. He had a breakout year. They traded, uh, I think it was like the, the side that the Angels, so what they traded away hasn't came out yet, I don't think. So it's just probably like two single-A minor leaguers or two double-A minor leaguers. Um, they traded those pieces to the Yankees for Tyler Wade. I'm going to miss him. Speedy guy um, and a utility player. Uh, and they signed Noah Syndergaard for one year, $21 million. So he leaves the Mets after having Tommy John for two years. pitched a little bit last year. Comes back. Signs with the Angels for one year, $21 million. It's a lot of money. Hard throwing righty. Uh, was really good in his prime. The Dodgers. So they re-signed Kershaw for one year, $17 million, and that's really the only move, the only big move they made. But they're expected to make another big move. They are linked to Freddie Freeman because the Dodgers love to spend money. They're already a contending team. And even though they have Max Muncy playing first base and there's a universal DH right now, why not? Why not sign Freddie Freeman? His defense is too good to make him a DH, so you can move Max Muncy down there but into the DH spot. But if they sign Freddie Freeman to this lucrative deal that he's going to end up signing, it's probably going to be like six years, probably north of $180 million, especially if he signs with the Dodgers. Then they're going to win the World Series. And that kills me because, uh, I don't know, there's just something about when teams stay on top for too long, it just gets too boring and bland. Uh, same thing with like the Warriors and Cavs. Uh, it was good series, but it just got boring and bland. Like, especially when the Warriors signed KD, like you knew they were just gonna win. Like, it's just things like that that just that just don't feel right in sports when you just know there's a clear cut winner or that you know they're gonna be up there, and they just get talked about so much. It just it's just old at that point. So the Miami Marlins, they re-signed Miguel Rojas for two years, ten million dollars, he's a shortstop. Well, it's an extension. But um solid defense, alright hitting. Oh, and Derek Jeter left. He stepped down because he feels like the uh Marlins weren't looking to win. And we all know Derek Jeter's a winner, and he doesn't feel like they were setting they were having a winning culture. So uh that tells a lot about the Marlins and he he left. Avicel Garcia signs from the Brewers for four years, fifty-three million dollars, and they extend Sandy Alcantara for five years, fifty-six million dollars. Really good young pitcher, hard throwing righty with a about a hundred mile an hour sinker, a big bite on his slider. So that makes him one of the best in the league. So and he will be one of the best in the league in these upcoming years. And they also have uh, prospect Edward Cabrera. He also throws about like a ninety-six mile per hour sinker, and sharp bite on his slider so those two are going to be one of the best one two punches in baseball in these upcoming years if they can get their team together then it's going to be dangerous to watch them and they also trade for catcher jacob stallings good defense average hitting maybe below average the brewers really only thing they did is they uh re-signed Bod- brad boxberger for one year i'm not sure how much yet and they signed andrew mccutcheon well they agreed to sign andrew mccutcheon but the deal hasn't been out yet. Like, the uh, details of the deal haven't been reported. So, Andrew McCutcheon's going to Milwaukee. So, the Twins, they have probably done the most this offseason. Uh, they released William uh, Astudio. William Astudio. Um, he was a mean player. He was just really liked by everybody and by uh, fans in the MLB. He was... He's he's like Pablo Sandoval. He was like Pablo Sandoval, um, just he would have a good game every now and then, but more for memes and just I don't know. You can't you gotta know it to know what I'm talking about. But they trade Mitch Garver to Texas to the Texas Rangers for Isaiah kiner Falefa or Falefa. and they ch- they traded Chase Petty to the Reds for Sunny Gray. But now listen to this. They traded Josh Donaldson, recently acquired Isaiah kiner falefa and Bryn Wortvet, a 24-year-old catcher. He is jacked to the Yankees for Gary Sanchez and Gio Urshela. I'm going to get into those two uh, in a minute when I cover the Yankees. But Josh Donaldson, he had 27 home runs last year, I think. Playing in Yankee Stadium, he's going to hit 30-plus bombs if he stays healthy. His batting average will probably go up around 30, 40 points. I'm not against the trade. I think the Yankees won the trade, especially with Connor Filet playing defense. He is one of the premier shortstops in the league defensively, but he can also play second, third catcher. Like he has over 600 innings catching in the MLB too, and he's a shortstop. So I think it was a good trade. Um, they The Twins also signed Brian Acuna, brother of Ronald and uh, Luis Angel. Acuna, I think that's how you pronounce it, uh, Luis An- Luis Angel, he's um, he's in the uh, Texas farm system, single A, and we all know about Ronald Acuna, but Brian Acuna is 16 years old. They signed him for about 435000 I think I saw the number was. They also signed Dylan Bundy, and they extended Byron Buxton for seven years, $100 million. So the narrative of Byron Buxton has changed over the past few years. So... We always knew he was fast. We always knew he had elite defense. But early in his career, he couldn't really hit the ball well. Like, he was a below average hitter. And these past few years, I'm probably say two, maybe three years. I'm going to say two and a half years. His bat has definitely woken up. Uh, but you can't really count the 60-game season. I'm pretty sure he was hurt partway through. But last year, <clears throat> he was MVP frontrunner in the AL for the month of April. The first month. He was nasty, man. Like, one of the best Aprils we've ever seen. And people are now begging to see a full year of Byron Buxton playing how Byron Buxton plays. Just so we can see, like, what he's capable of. Because he has pop, he has speed, he has defense. I'm not going to say he's a five-tool player, but he's really good. And I want to see a full year of uh, Byron Buxton, too. So, it should be fun if we do. The Mets. So, they signed Adam Vino from the... Red Sox for one year, $4 million. They trade JT Jen and Adam Oler uh, to the athletics for Chris Bassett. He had a mid-three, three-point, I think it was like a 3.5 ERA last year, breakout year for him. He missed a couple weeks, maybe a couple months later in the season because he took a line drive off the head. But he came back, pitched a couple of times. And now he's traded to the New York Mets. Uh, they signed Buck Showalter, manager, for uh, three years. a really good manager. I think it was like three years, $11.5 They signed Max Scherzer for three years, $130 million. Eduardo Escobar for two years, $20 million. Starling Marte for four years, $78 million. Mark Canna for two years, $26.5 So, I don't think Mark Canna made it, but Scherzer, um, Escobar, Starling Marte. They were all-stars last year, and... You get a third baseman, and Eduardo, well, you get a utility guy in Eduardo Escobar. So he's going to be able to play everywhere. You get a left fielder. Well, that means Michael Conforto is probably gone uh, from the Mets because Mark Canna. uh, Well, Starling Marte is going to be your center fielder. Mark Canna is probably going to be their right fielder or left. Yeah, he'll probably be the right fielder. Dom Smith will probably be their left fielder. But you also pair Jacob DeGrom and Max Scherzer. And you also throw in Chris Bassett as the third guy. The third guy. So, and then they also have Carlos Carrasco and whoever, whoever else you want to throw in for the fifth guy. That is probably the best rotation in the league right now, in my opinion. But sad news, as um, Peter Alonso flipped his car in a bad accident today, uh, the injuries are unclear. He said he feels fine. Probably minor injuries, you know, probably bumps, scrapes maybe a concussion, but he flipped his car today in a car accident, but he's fine. Hopefully he heals fast so we can see him on opening day because he is one of the best power hitters. His swing is made for home runs. Um, Now, the New York Yankees, they traded Tyler Wade to the Angels. They released Clint Frazier, and he was signed by the Cubs. And uh, like I said, they traded Gio Urshela and Gary Sanchez for – Isaiah Kindervlei,fa of John Josh Donaldson and Ben Rovert, I don't even know how to say it Rovert something like that. So Gio and Gary definitely big pieces in the Yankee on the Yankees for these past couple years. Uh, really big moments like uh, Urshela, a grand slam against the Indians, pimped it. Um, Sanchez, twenty seventeen. He, he he has probably the most pop, maybe behind Salvador Perez, but. Probably has the most pop for a catcher in the MLB behind Perez. Uh, countless home runs, uh, strong arm, but his defense is like framing, blocking, and just laziness brings his defense down. He'll go into slumps that happen for two months, and then he'll go he'll go for like a week or two. Like say he has a hot streak of two weeks, he'll hit six bombs in two weeks. And then he'll just go back to slumping for a couple more weeks. So, like, he, he hit 180 last year. Like, it was so bad. He only had, like, 54 RBIs and 21 home runs. And he wasn't even hurt like that. I mean, he was hurt a little bit, but it wasn't even like that. So, I'm glad. I'm not glad we got rid of those two, but I can see why we got rid of those two. Because Josh Donaldson's a former MVP. He batted 246 last year with 27 bombs and I think, like, 70-some RBIs. So, like I said, he stays healthy he'll probably bat around 260, maybe 270. Um, he'll hit probably 30 bombs with left field being 314. Um and uh he'll probably have around 80 some RBIs, maybe 90. Uh, he won't be the old Josh Donaldson, don't get me wrong, but he'll he'll be Josh Donaldson. Uh, but the Yankees definitely won that trade, and people were just too emotionally attached with Gary and Gio, and I can see why they were big pieces on those teams. But you gotta realize, like, whenever the Yankees make a move, like a trade or something, most of the time Yankees fans have to tell people that we did that we made the right move, and we have to make people believe it. But I'm seeing Yankees fans not liking this trade, and I have to make them believe that it's the right trade or not the right trade but a good trade because it is so I like it we'll definitely make the playoffs we need to get some starting pitching though and Chapman I don't know I don't know about Chapman he's getting up there in age he's he's adding more pitches to his repertoire because he knows he's not gonna be able to throw 103 his whole life so that's kind of scary and when he goes to those other pitches, they're not controlled and they're easier to hit because it's not 103 miles an hour. But when Chat- – I also saw a stat. When Chapman is throwing – when he's not throwing 103, he's throwing 98 consistently, right? Um, he throws sliders all the time. Like he'll throw like three or four sliders in a row, row and he has no control. It happened in game seven of the World Series. Rajay Davis, I'm pretty sure is who it was, um, hit a game tying home run against um, Chapman, and Carlos Santana popped out on a slider down the middle to center field, and he knows he just got under it. And Chapman threw five straight sliders to Carlos Santana because he couldn't, he wasn't throwing 103, he was throwing 98, he wasn't controlling the fastball, and the sliders were out of control. So it's scary on what Chapman can do. It's scary what Chapman can do and what he can't do at the same time. But, um, they also, the Yankees also signed Tim LaCastro. He's really fast, one of the fastest runners in the league. He tore his ACO probably a week after he signed with the Yankees, or he got traded from the Yankees. Uh, we're still tied in with Trevor Story. We haven't extended Judge yet, which scares me because we're paying Josh Donaldson like 40 some million dollars a year. But, um,. Garrett Cole and Josh Donaldson do have a beef. So, uh, but they squashed it gladly because Josh Donaldson said he's happy to be a Yankee. And Garrett Cole said, if you're committed to a championship, then beef doesn't matter. And that's what Garrett Cole said. So, that's a good, uh, good thing to say. A right thing to say. The Phillies signed Brad Hand for 1 year, 6 million dollars and Jerusalem Familia for 1 year, 6 million dollars. Um, the Pirates signed Roberto Perez for 1 year, 5 million dollars and they released Colin Moran. The Padres trade Adam Fraser to Seattle and Tatis breaks his wrist in a motorcycle accident. I'm not saying like it's careless cuz he obviously didn't mean to, but he just signed a huge deal 2 years ago. I get he's young, he's living but it's like kind of careless. Like, you got to be safe, especially when the season's like 23 days away. Like, now he's expected to miss three months. So like, this is what you do. I, uh, it's hard to say because, yeah, I mean, there's nothing wrong with having fun, but being careless, it's just not a good look. Um, the Giants, the only thing they really did was sign Carlos Rodon for two years, $44 million. Um, he was in the Cy Young race in the AO with the White Sox last year, so. Really good signing for them. The Mariners, of course, they got Eugenio Suarez and Jesse Winker. Uh, Kyle Seeger retires at the Adam Frazier trade, and they signed Robbie Ray for five years, $115 million. He's the reigning Cy Young uh, with the Blue Jays last year. The Cardinals extended Adam Wainwright for one year, $17.5 million. The Rays, they trade Joey Wendell to Miami. They extend G Man Choi one year. 1.25 million dollars they signed Corey Kluber for one year eight million dollars and they trade Michael Brasso to Milwaukee Jordan Luplo excuse me trade Jordan Luplo to Arizona and they extend Wander Franco for 11 years 185 million dollars now if I was Wander I would have waited about two or three more years I mean there's nothing wrong with getting the bag early but he just gave up 11 years of his career for only $185 million when his potential is way more than that. He could get way more money. So if I were him, I would have waited a little bit longer. But it, it it's good to secure the money early because you don't know what could happen. He he could fall off. He could get hurt. So it's a good thing what he did, but also a bad thing because he can make way much more money. The Rangers, they uh, traded Alexander Kiner-Falefa to to the twins for mitch garver and uh he got he ended up getting traded to the yankees but they get mitch garver they signed marcus simeon and Corey seager too so they're definitely not a contender but they're a playoff contender so those two bats and they have adolis garcia in right field so and nate Lowe. it's a pretty good team in my opinion but they're definitely missing a lot of pieces so they're they're going to they're gonna hover around the wild card for not most of the year, but part of the year, probably make a f- couple good runs. So good signings by the Rangers. They'll probably explore more after this year. The Blue Jays, they sign Yusei Kikuchi from the Mariners for three years, $36 million, and they extend Jose Barrios for seven years, $136 million. So good extension. He um, throws hard. Yankees were actually supposed to trade for him last year, but the Blue Jays, uh, they had the better offer, so he ended up going to the Blue Jays, and then the Nationals, so Universal DH comes in, they signed Nelson Cruz for one year, $15 million, Sean little signs, no details yet, um, and Steve Cishek, a veteran reliever signs for 1.175 million dollars and like I said Ryan Zimmerman retired after 16 years he leads in basically everything for the um for the Nats and franchise history but uh that's gonna do it I covered significant moves that have happened this year for uh the off seasons in the MLB and NFL NBA I mean I didn't really feel I feel like this is going to be a long enough podcast anyways i'll probably touch base with the nba and here in a couple days um when more signings happen you'll hear from me uh i'll probably see where carlos correa and trevor story sign first before i make another podcast uh or if anything drastic happens in the nfl world and the nba world i don't really watch any other sports like that i don't watch soccer i don't watch hockey or anything like that so I hope y'all enjoyed. Um, Again, uh, I'm sorry for the absence. School got in the way. Um, But I'm definitely going to be back. Um, I like doing podcasts. I want to be a sports analyst when I grow up. So uh, make sure y'all share the link and uh, just comment uh, what y'all want to hear from me. All of that. And uh, I'll talk to y'all another time.